absolutely adore the market that I work in. I was born and raised in it. I live here. I play here. I work here. I raise my children here. I really do believe that we are in such a special place. I love the seacoast. I am a beach girl. I grew up on the water. However, I'm in equal distance to my Wolfboro office, which is lakes and mountains. And the views and the sunsets there are something I've never seen before. Uh, so I really enjoy working, you know, on the seacoast of New Hampshire and southern Maine because I do have that access to the beaches, the mountains, the cities, hiking, skiing, everything you can think of that you would want to do for fun with your family. We have that here. Um, so I'm really blessed to share that with my clients. Hi, this is Keith Laranger, and welcome to the Real Market Talks podcast. I get the chance to interview some of the most successful, entrepreneurial, and engaging professionals in the real estate industry. We talk about business strategies these experts use to compete at the top of their market, their observations of important trends, and what they find inspiring. In this episode, I interview Mahara Hilson. Mahara has been working in real estate for over a decade, serving clients throughout the lakes and mountains regions of New Hampshire, as well as the seacoast, where she has been brought on as a market specialist with the Dow Group and Keller Williams. Mahara and I have a great conversation about how she has built relationships with clients, not only in helping them buy and sell homes, but in developing a long-term lifestyle strategy. Her expertise in design allows her to help assist clients in curating their vision and prioritizing elements of their home that will bring them the most satisfaction. We also get into talking about the New Hampshire markets Mahara serves, how they have changed, and what keeps bringing new buyers to the region. Mahara also reveals how her marketing strategies have evolved and the community of professionals and clients she has connected with through various platforms. If you haven't already, please follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And if you have a few minutes, please rate the show. If you have a couple of extra minutes, please leave a comment as well. Mahara's contact information can be found in the episode description if you'd like to get in touch with her as well. I hope you enjoy the show and hearing from Mahara. Well, Mahara, thanks for joining the show. I'm really excited to have you on. Uh, I just wanted to start out uh, by having you introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about how you got into real estate and the market that you work in and what you enjoy about your market. Sure. My name is Mahara Hilson, and I work for the Dow Realty Group with Keller Williams, Coastal Lakes and Mountains. I have been successfully serving my market here locally for the past 10 years. From a very young age, I knew that I had a very strong passion for all things home. I grew up in Newcastle, New Hampshire, and it's a historical town by the water, and some of the most beautiful homes are there, and knew that I wanted to do something um, in high school for with homes, and I chose interior design. I never took any classes or anything for that, but I just always felt so instinctual to me. I 
feel like my work comes from a hope to serve others. And I do that through knowledge and guidance and education through real estate. So can you talk a little bit about the market that you work in and how you got located there? So I work as the Seacoast area expert for my team of my local market, which is Seacoast, New Hampshire and Southern Maine. Okay. And how did you uh, team up with that group? The Dow Group is the number one team in New Hampshire and consistently earning the number one spot for volume, listings taken and sold within Keller Williams, Coastal Lakes and Mountains. I knew that I wanted to be with a team that was highly structured and also keeping relationships as the backbone and most important feature of how we serve our clients. And Adam Dow, the owner of the Dow Group, does this. He has worked for the past 20 years growing this group. And I chose them knowing that no one else could compare. So it seemed like you had high aspirations when you were getting into real estate and you were looking for a team that was going to match your sort of competitive spirit. Would that be a correct assessment? Yes, absolutely. I definitely enjoy working with other people who live, eat, and breathe this business. And you'll see that a lot of agents um, within our team have the same similar mindset. You know, we wake up early in the morning. We have our health goals as a priority. We are constantly learning in classes and in education and growing our mindset. Uh, so really, it, it's everything that we do. And we take this with us everywhere we go. And we, we hope to share it with everybody we meet. That's great. Can you talk a little bit more about your interest in design and how you started, where you started getting your inspiration from when you were younger and how you started thinking about applying that to the work that you're doing now? Yeah. So I started selling real estate about 10 years ago. And after I had already established a strong clientele, I, I thought that it would be fun to explore my ultimate passion, which is interior design. And I also do staging for the real estate market. Um, so I like to think of myself as your resource for all things home. I do often have clients who I've sold a home to return to me for a thoughtful design plan that leaves them feeling satisfied in their new home for many years to come. Uh, a lot of times we move from one house to the next and we tend to take all the belongings that we've collected over the many years that you've lived in that home. And um, sometimes we sit in our new home that we love very much and feel like something is missing. And usually that has something to do with the environment and the things that you have in it. So I really like to simplify this with my clients and make sure that the home that they're living in is projected as so. And I also love teaching clients about how to maintain their home in the future. Yeah, that's awesome. So 
from my observations, it seems like the world of design and curating homes and styling homes has changed a lot over the past decade. I'm just thinking about where design trends and inspiration were coming from 10 years ago. And it seemed like that there was sort of one channel that I was aware of, and it was kind of HGTV. And that's kind of where people were getting their inspiration from. But now that's changed a lot with social media and all sorts of different outlets. Um, In terms of where you get your inspiration from and where you're guiding the clients you're working with, how has that changed for you? I always tend to stay outside of the trends. I have been in this business for so long, so I've lived through so many trends. And I also, in turn, know what the reaction is of a client who falls into a trend with the whole design of their home and then a few years later regretting it. So my goal is to get a really good idea of what style speaks most for the client in particular. And I do always encourage them to take one step outside of their box with me and explore something new. Because I do believe that the greatest reward is in a little risk. And sometimes we don't know what we love until we experience it. So I do have favorite designers who I tend to love everything that they do. And those designers are usually accessible to the public as far as items that you can get that are for the look that cost less. And so I do take them in with me for my design plan. I do have also a strong passion for things that are old. So I might mix a modern home with some pieces that are older to bring it some more thin character. You know, so I kind of create a vision in my mind and then how I accomplish that and resources that I use, which is I have many, kind of come from all different places. But the client and what I feel like they're projecting as their overall goal is something that I work off of. Something that's really interesting that you said was that when you're working with clients and you have repeat clients, you tend to like to collect things that they carry and take with them. And it seems like one of the big conversations that I hear happening right now is there's so much um, trendy kind of cheap throwaway furniture. And sometimes uh, clients will buy something thinking that it matches a certain idea that they have in their mind about a style they're trying to achieve, but then they end up being kind of disappointed with it in the long term. And there's this idea of these older things have sort of an integrity and a quality to them that people really like and they want to take with them. And you're continuing to style their homes around these items because they have sort of a timeless quality. Can you talk a little bit about that selection process and some experiences you've had where you find items or you 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 help clients collect something that ends up becoming really meaningful to them in the long term and they want to take it with them and they it just works in a lot of different settings as they're you know moving from one home to another so the very first thing i do with my clients when i am helping them with a design plan is assessing the space that they're living in today so a lot of times we might go through a home and we feel like 
this area tends to collect clutter. Um, but we have a very beautiful armoire that's in the guest bedroom that nobody uses or sees. So for me, I usually just go room to room, edit out the space down to what I feel is going to be best used and functional. And then we go from there. I never recommend that somebody purchase something new without knowing that it's going to be used. Uh, that is something else that we do to just create clutter. So I always want to be very thoughtful about that. And I also do tend to work with my clients in learning how to go through a store. And if you find a belonging that you feel belongs to you, hold on to it. Think about it for five minutes before you leave the store at that time if you decide that you really do want or need this item then go ahead and purchase it but a lot of our shopping is done impulsively and that's why a plan really matters yeah that's such good advice it really does take a lot of planning and a lot of foresight to really think about what you're bringing into your home um, and it's so easy to make spontaneous decisions with the way that you're curating your home uh, because there's just so much access to to so many different things now. But that's such a useful skill that you bring with helping clients because imagining themselves and how they're going to be occupying their space is, I imagine, a lot of the, you know, one of the big ways that helps them feel like they're, they're, what they're purchasing is going to be a success or not. So you, it sounds like you're kind of helping clients think about what it's going to be like to live in the space or the home that they're buying. Yes, absolutely. Um, I do believe that it's important to be thoughtful in all things that we do, and that comes with our home as well. And we can go and clutter things that create long-term effects like anxiety and distractfulness and areas that don't promote good work. So it's important for us to establish these areas and so that we can help improve them. I also do believe that we spend a lot of money purchasing items for our home that don't work for us. So we might throw it away and buy something new and on repeat. But stopping again to be mindful about what we choose and with a designer who has lots of resources and knowledge about what we're choosing then we can invest our time and our money choosing things that will last us a very long time with enjoyment included. Yeah. What are some features they're looking for in rooms right now that you would recommend to a, a seller, you know, to to have or invest in if they wanted to sell their home or or, or market it to a, a buyer? If you are a seller and you are looking to improve an area in your home, the best and most effective place to do that is in kitchens and baths. As a real estate professional, my clients and sellers can always come to me with recommendations of return on investments that they are thinking of making to their home. And you can always use me as a resource to do that. But kitchens and baths, fixing up your space with fresh cosmetics, things like paint and carpet are always going to give you greatest return in your investment and curb appeal. 
So let's talk about your market a little bit. What are some of the charms and things that you enjoy about the market that you work in? I absolutely adore the market that I work in. I was born and raised in it. I live here. I play here. I work here. I raise my children here. I really do believe that we are in such a special place. I love the seacoast. I am a beach girl. I grew up on the water. However, I'm in equal distance to my Wolfboro office, which is lakes and mountains. And the views and the sunsets there are something I've never seen before. Uh, so I really enjoy working, you know, on the seacoast of New Hampshire and southern Maine because I do have that access to the beaches, the mountains, the cities, hiking, skiing, everything you can think of that you would want to do for fun with your family. We have that here. Um, so I'm really blessed to share that with my clients. Yeah. Have you seen a growing trend in demand from buyers outside the area that you see coming into your region and, and wanting to be there? 100% absolutely. Post-COVID, we are getting a lot of clientele from New York and Massachusetts, and everybody wants waterfront homes. Um, it is the highest demand we have on our team, um, and we are constantly in search of more inventory for homes that are on the water. Lake Winnipesaukee is absolutely huge for us, and also along the beaches of Rye. Wow. Are you seeing demand for primary residences, or are you seeing a lot for vacation homes for people who live in the city and, and kind of want to escape? We are seeing high demand for primary houses as well as investment properties. I do believe that since COVID, we have seen a lot of buyers become very creative in their home buying process. How they're using those properties are very creative lately. Uh, everybody wants a multifamily home that they can live in, invest their time remodeling and eventually have in their pocket for investment purposes. A lot, a very huge trend right now is Airbnbs and short-term rentals. Um, so we're definitely ebbing and flowing with this market. We're seeing that the primary home sales are never going to diminish around us. However, we do have a lot of the short-term rental option and it's happening given the area that we're living in, which is by the lakes and the mountains and the beach. Yeah. Um, did you see, I think obviously there was a, a sudden trend in um, people moving to more rural locations outside of the urban centers at the beginning of COVID. Um, are you still seeing a strong trend in that direction or has it kind of leveled off a bit now? I would see it, say it absolutely has leveled off. We are in an inventory crisis right now, and um, the buyers are still demanding property, which is forcing the more skilled agents to go find homes in ways that, you know, we aren't always used to doing. So that sometimes that's circle prospecting 
and things like that. You know, it's a tough market right now. We're coming off of a very fast-paced market where homes were jumping up and down on the side of the street asking to be sold, and we're just not in that market right now. So um, things are definitely different. Things are getting more creative. We're filling needs in different ways. But the buyer energy is still up, and so I'm really enjoying working in this market and sharing knowledge that leads to, you know, success for my clients and setting ourselves up for generational wealth, I think is a huge thing. I do believe that a lot of adults are thinking about how they can set their kids up with success through investing in real estate as well. Um, you know, I, I believe that because of the changes in our market, we are assessing things and in, in preparing for future investments. So the, the process does seem somewhat stressful right now um, with the low inventory and the high demand. Where are you seeing particular areas of stress for, for buyers or sellers that you're working with you know, in the process? I always tend to encourage my personal sphere and my clients as well to reach out to a professional um, beyond the media, beyond the headlines of things that you're hearing, reach out to your local professional and ask the questions. I believe that knowledge is power and with good knowledge, we can create a plan that ends to a goal that we can achieve together. And so I hope to streamline that process for my buyers. Um, I... I always will encourage my clients not to fear the market and also know that time in the market is better than trying to time the market. So we, um, as agents, do need to work a little bit harder for our clients to ensure that their offer is the best one on the table, that they're getting the best financing deal that they can um, but, you know, with a professional who does this every single day, these are perfectly capable goals that we can accomplish for you. Um, so I just strongly believe that with a good real estate agent, you are able to accomplish your goals no matter what the market is that we're in in this moment. And it sounds like you've been successful in building relationships with the clients you work with by offering them a lot of, I'd say, expertise in sort of curating and envisioning how they're going to be living in properties. And that's worked out well because it sounds like they've been coming back to you as they're looking to take the next steps in their life and help you with that sort of curation process. It sounds like sort of a unique skill that you bring to the table when you're when you're working with your clients. Yeah, absolutely. And also the ultimate goal that I have is to help other people. And so that means that I am not looking at my business from a transaction to transaction standpoint, but I am helping families. I am helping guide and educate in an effort to help them grow and succeed in what a lot of people believe is the ultimate American goal, which is home ownership and feeling 
happy and secure in your life comes down to home. You know, it's very important. And it's it's more than just selling a home. It's creating a feeling and security for someone in their family. So I always look at my business from that standpoint. You know, am I setting them up so that they're going to be happy in a home for many years to come? So even if that means that I'm not going to sell them a house as quickly, I will make sure that they're guided with knowledge to choose a home that's going to work for them. So I kind of want to get into talking a little bit about marketing and social media. And in some of our conversations that we had before this, I had mentioned that I was really impressed with um, the way that you were using social media and the content that you were generating. And it sounds like you've had a lot of success connecting with clients and using it as a tool to help uh, educate clients and help them get to know you and also sort of kick off the process of working together. Can you sort of talk a little bit about how you first started using social media and how your experience with that has changed and the way that you use it uh, has evolved? So with this ever-changing market, agents are forced to change with it as well as far as their marketing techniques go. Um, When I started in this business 10 years ago, social media platform wasn't so important for us to have. Um, I was succeeding just um, off of my sphere of influence. And that is not how it is today in this market. We have a lot of agents out there. Um, So it is important for us to be on social media. It is important for us to show our face because at the end of the day, this is one of the biggest purchases anyone's going to make and they need to trust you. They need to know that you have the, uh, the knowledge to support them and guide them and get to a situation where they are winning. And the only way for us really to do that these days is through social media. So I have evolved as much as I can through, you know, recognizing that need there. And I do set intentions behind my social media. Everything I post, I hope to post with an effort to share knowledge. And I do feel like clients and customers feel comfortable reaching out to me through my social media because I do want to just help. I'm not going to force a deal. At the end of the day, you are the only one that knows whether or not it's time for you to buy or sell or move. And I want to have that connection through social media with them so that I'm always at their fingertips. They always know that they can find me when they have a question about real estate and they know where to find me when they're ready to buy or sell. So it's a lot about nurturing, you know, the following that you have in your personal sphere. And I do think of my sphere and nurturing my past and present clients every single day. I was surprised to hear when we first started talking that you were surprised to hear that I was really impressed with the social media presence that you had and the content you had been creating. It sounded like you may have been apprehensive or not totally sold when you first started working with social media. 
Um, can you talk a little bit about how you were feeling when you were really first starting to engage with it in a really meaningful way? Yes, absolutely. I am a homebody. Um, I have three young children and I have never used social media, you know, for a personal purpose of oversharing my family and my home. Um, so when I did see that the market was shifting and social media platforms becoming so important in how we work our businesses, I did feel a little uncomfortable showing my face. You know, we get apprehensive that maybe people don't want to hear what we have to share. But it is something that I decided to overcome because at the end of the day, this is my goal. This is my dream. And my dream is to help and serve others. And I can't do that quietly. So I decided that it was time for me to put myself out there. And I believe that I'm getting great feedback. I went from having a very small following to a very, to three times its size within just a couple of months. Um, so I do believe that consistency is key. People don't want us to fail, especially the people that are in our circles. They want us to succeed. So I just encourage anybody who is apprehensive about putting themselves out there on social media to know that we want them to succeed. We want to see what they're doing, what fuels their fire. And so to not be afraid of it. Do you find that you're able to build a community of professionals that are partners in other parts of your business, such as on the legal side, on um, the insurance side? Are you able, do you find that there are others that are sort of joining in that and building a more diverse and effective community that can help serve your clients? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Keith, yes. This is definitely one of the hugest parts to it. I have met so many different professionals in my industry that I have met through social media. Um, I have good friends that I've, I've grown and met and respect through just similar like social media. And it really does become like a community. And, you know, when we're scrolling through our social media, you'll tend to see that there is a theme there. I mean, most of what I see is real estate, motivational quotes, and puppies. <laughs> and so, um, you know, it is, it, it's a really special place for us to connect um, and grow off of one another. And I also believe that it's important for us to have as real estate professionals, especially because, you know, I have a very large connection to realtors who may have a listing that's perfect for my client and it's coming soon and I'm seeing it because they're posting it on social media. So yeah, for sure, everybody I think that is in my sphere um, you know, within social media is very supportive and has a very similar like mindset as mine. That's what it's, it seemed like to me too. And I'm also somebody who has approached social media in a professional sense very apprehensively because 
they were two distinct worlds. And I feel like they were marketed from a professional sense as something that you want to keep separate. And it's really been in my observations within the past two or three years where people have really taken charge with social media and using it in a, in a professional sense where it used to be something that you didn't want to advertise uh, at all. Yeah. And that seemed common and normal, but like I said, you know, something that's very personal to us is our work. Um, so I, I believe that it's okay to share something that you love doing. I love my work. My friends, when I go out to, to eat with them are no, are going to know that I'm probably going to pass out my business card to someone and talk about real estate. And that's just because it is part of who I am. Thinking about the future now, you've been doing this for over a decade. You've reached a, a really high level of success. Um, it seems like you're a very aspirational person um, and very ambitious. Where are you looking to take your business into the future now? Well, I was just brought on by the Dow Group to be their Seacoast area expert. Um, primarily, this team has thrived uh, around the lakes and mountain region. My roots, like I said, are Seacoast. So my goal is to expand this team and make a very strong presence on the seacoast the same way that it is towards the lakes and mountains. So I'm trying tirelessly to break into the more luxury end of our market, which is Rye, Newcastle, Hampton beaches. And this is where you're going to see me most within the next year. Well, Mahara, this was a lot of fun. I feel like I learned a lot and I feel like a lot of different listeners would find this episode really useful. So thank you for sharing all of your insights. Thank you so much, Keith. All right. Is there anything else that you want to add before we wrap it up here? Just things clients would want to know or things that you want to share about yourself? No matter what the stage of process you are for buying, selling, or investing, I always encourage you to just reach out to me and ask the question so that I can give you education that leads to a plan. So you can call me at any time. We can meet for a cup of coffee and just chat. And I'd love to share with you my service package for my buyers and sellers. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed the show. Just a reminder, if you haven't already, please follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And if you have a few minutes, please rate the show. You can learn more about the podcast at the website realmarkettalks.com. Thanks, and I'll see you next week.